Hi, welcome to A Side Order of Empathy, a snack-sized addition to your work life. I'm your host, Matt. My co-host, Natasha, and I take a few minutes each week to help you be a little more successful and a lot more human in your career. Everyone's plate is full, but we could all use a little more empathy in our lives. Hey, it's great to be back with you all. So we're here today. We're going we're gonna to kick it off with this uh, question has anyone ever wondered, when is it time and, and how do you know to take your professional development in your own hands? Hey, Matt. Yeah, that makes sense, right? We are always thinking about what our employers have to offer and how we put together our development plans and professional roadmap. But how do we take control of that and stay in the driver's seat? Exactly. And I think that there's, there's two key elements to that when we start taking that apart where you know a lot of companies will set up these management routines where, oh, now it's time to do the planning for your professional development, right? <laughs> well, are you really going to wait for that? I mean, is that really what you want to do? Yeah, and, it shouldn't be the schedule. Yes. Yeah. And, and should you really be waiting for someone else to be driving you to go do those things and to be structuring it for you? How many things in your life have you ever encountered that like, you know what? If I just sit back and wait, you know, dinner will appear on the table. Like magic, right? Yeah, the bed yeah. will be made, the laundry will get done. Now, maybe you live with somebody who's like really, really nice and just handles all those things. But how often, how long is that going to really last, right? That's a great question. And, you know, the other aspect of it is also when, let's say that you did work for a really great organization, and they did want to invest in your professional development. Yeah. Even if that were true, yeah. how would you know that the objectives and the benefit that you're getting out of it is aligned with where you want to go? Yeah, right? definitely. So that, that, brings up, that brings up a really interesting question. How do you determine where do you want to go? Because oh I, I can gosh. sense just a lot of people sitting back going, wait a second here, but I, how am I supposed to even know what's even available? It's all those, like, you don't know what you don't know, oh, right? I almost wonder if that's, like, a topic for, like, a whole different discussion. How oh do you gosh, decide yes. what your um, goals and aspirations are and then fit for purpose what your development plan is to get there? Too true. So, let's assume that you've got a handle on where you want to go. Okay, so let's say, let's say you're in job X and you want to go to job Y. Right, or maybe it's not even a job change. You just want to have different responsibilities. Yeah, and you want to develop some new capabilities. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe you want to activate on some changes that you're seeing in your industry or some new um, emerging tools and um, mm -hmm. capabilities that are emerging in your own discipline. Yeah, before you get caught by the yeah, we don't need you to do that anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that's icky, and nobody mm -hmm. likes that. So, so what do you do then, right? What's your, what's your first step in saying, I'm going to take control of my own, my own development, right? My own destiny. I'm going to get myself to this next level. Yeah, I think step number one is to really start to budget for yourself what you're willing to do and what you're willing to put into it so that you are in the driver's seat and mm. you say, mm -hmm. how much time am I willing to commit to this? 
what is the way that I like to learn and take in new information? Yeah, yeah. Some of this stuff has a cost associated with it, too. And if you're expecting that your employer will pay for that cost, then what is the time that's required for you to put together your your business case exactly. for it? Exactly. And if it's not something that you're um, able to get funded by someone else, um, is it worth it that you might even like pay your own way? True, true. And then there's there's probably you, you can come up with lots of different strategies for sorting that out. Like, what's the likelihood that you would get get another position? What's the likelihood that the pay will actually increase to something? You know, are there steps in between? Um, my dad actually. Uh, this is gosh, this is like such an old story, but. Like, I want to hear it. Gosh, going back to like the l- early seventies, so I wasn't even alive yet. <laughs> right, but he he learned uh, computer programming when it was punch card systems. Oh, right. Right, and he did his uh, he did his final project right on the punch card, and he had his box of all the punch cards. That's amazing. Right? Was that when he had to like reserve time to get onto the big mainframe machine? Oh, oh yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. You had to like reserve time, and you had to plan everything out on paper ahead of time. So he had all his punch cards done, and he turned it in. The professor, professor's like, "This is great. It's already obsolete. Oh my god, technology's already gone." So what did he take away from that learning experience? He said, wow, computer programming is not for me. <laughs> Humans, I'm going to go after, <laughs> like, how do I make people's lives better? Oh, that's, that's funny. What does he do now? So he's retired now, but he um, he was a colonel in the Army. Oh, yeah. Um, but he was also a uh, counselor and, you know, he's a minister for a long time. So, I mean, he really, um, he really did put his energy toward people. Yeah. Um, so that, what I, but I use that story to illustrate that, like, you know, you could very well train for something and that thing not be that by the time you get there. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. And maybe one of the things to consider there is to say, do I have small bits of learning and development that I want to pursue? And maybe I'm doing that for informing my decision process. Or do I know that I've got a big move that I Mm want to make? And I need to put together a robust plan that, you know, it's going to take some time. And I need to do some serious homework to make sure that the time and effort and Mm -hmm. money that's required will pay off for me and reward me with the things that are important, whether that's money or, you know, feeling great about your job. Because if you're like me, um, and I think there are a lot of people out there that are like me, which is not totally a selfish statement, but I think that, you know, (laughs) uh, (laughs) very myopic of me. But... There, there are a lot of people who fall into that trap where they'll say, I'm going to go after this hill and it's going to be awesome. And they'll start charging up it and they'll go after it and it'll get hard. Yeah. And it'll get expensive. And the world will start shifting around them as they're doing it. They go, oh, wow, this is a bad idea. I'm going to go after this next hill. And they, go, you know, like they just ride the crests of the waves, right? Um, and that, you know, that in and of itself is a problem. But as you're getting ready to take on controlling your own destiny and going after your own career development and personal development, that's got to factor into it. Yeah, right? I think can so too. Can you sustain this, mm-hmm. right? Can you really, or should you do some tests, some little tests to test yourself? Mm-hmm. So I think it's like a key component to this. Like, are you giving yourself enough uh, wiggle room to test yourself before you've made this big commitment? Yeah, exactly. That can you really stick with this? Because it's only you're, you're the only one that can answer that, and you're also the only one that matters really in making that decision. I Other people can tell you. So key that concept that you are the only one that matters. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know, going back to this idea around 
if you have a professional development plan that is in part co-sponsored by your employer, how much of that overlaps with what your own personal goals are. Yeah. When we talk about getting in the driver's seat when it comes to your own professional development, recognizing that you are the only one that matters in there is a real mm-hmm. pivotal wake-up kind of moment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're the one who has to live with all these decisions. Mm-hmm. I think Nobody that's else does. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on um, some of the different types of development activities and what works mm, for you and point. what are some things maybe that some hills that you've tried to climb yeah. that if you had it to do over again and in particular maybe I'm thinking about small things compared to big things uh, okay. in particular going back to school to get a degree okay good point good point so um the the little things right to, to pick up on are the easy ones, right? Those are the things where you can say, I'm just gonna watch this couple TED Talks or something, or I'm gonna take this free, massive, open online course, this MOOC, mm-hmm. right? I'm, by the way, I'm a huge fan. Are you into fan. that? I'm a huge fan I'm of MOOCs. I'm not surprised to hear that. Oh my goodness, I love MOOCs. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm a TED Talk fan. Uh, I get that you're into the MOOCs. Gosh, okay. I do them both. I do them both. I, I will admit it. And there's probably a whole series that we could talk about with like human behavior. Oh, we'll share some of our favorites and maybe oh, put yeah. links into the uh, comments. All yeah. right, that's going on the board. We'll put that. That's in. going on the board. <laughs> all right, so um, there's all that stuff, right? And all that stuff's free, right? And actually... Um, this kind of like a side note here, but I'm actually currently currently in college right now, uh, pursuing a degree. But a lot of the coursework will refer to TED Talks, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, we're back right back where I could have gotten this anyway. Yeah. But it was cool because they kind of like did a little bit. They do a little more, mm-hmm. right? Because they they kind of vet out like, well, which ones are like really good for the point we're trying to talk about. Um, but all that all that aside, the. The quick and easies, right, that I can do, you know, I go after TED Talks, I go after um, books, I try to get next to people in some way that um, that know something I don't, right? I always kind of approach everything with an open mind, a beginner's mind. Because you're curious. Yeah. You're just like perennial curiosity is, is a great trait. Um, even when I know so, a whole lot about something, I have to kind of check myself and say, yep, and your knowledge and skills can guide guide you, but it shouldn't blind you, right? And that that's not even my quote. That's somebody else's that I just boldfacedly stole. <laughs> now, the bigger things, like pursuing a degree, that's where I had to really do some calculation of, like, how much can I take on? Yeah, and, and like, soul-searching, too. Yeah, yeah, and, and when I say I'm the only one that really matters... I mean, that's all. I'm the only one who has to really live with the consequences, like really at the end of the day. But there are other people affected, right? Mm-hmm. My wife's affected. My kids are, will be affected. And so that's part of the deal is like this stuff has to be done when it doesn't impact anybody else. Yeah. So it's truly on my own time. So I have to kind of go, well, I also like doing these activities. School needs to become my hobby now. Yeah, definitely. Right, to get this done. That makes all the sense in the world. For me, I have, um, I guess we're in the sharing mode, but one of my (laughs) strengths finders, my number one strength finder is learner. Mm -hmm. And so it's easy for me to be motivated to learn, and I love to do it in all different kinds of channels. That said, the prospect of going back to school does not seem appealing or attractive (laughs) to me at all. 
So I think yeah. maybe one of the takeaways from the conversation that we're having is that you do really need to select what is the method that you mm -hmm. think will get you the small bit or the big bit that you need yeah. that's really right for you. So even for someone who has learner in my Too true. Like, whole mm -hmm. wiring, um, going back to school, I find it to be um, exhausting and it detracts from the things that I really want to learn about. I feel like it robs me of my time yes. to learn about things that I'm really interested in because the curriculum is already set for me. And yes. Right? It so could. it can it turn could. into a drag for someone who even loves to learn. Yeah, it, it really, I, I'm a big learner as well, and it can, and oh boy, does it ever. Um, How about conferences? Uh, are you big yeah. into conferences, and have you ever paid your own way to go to a conference? I have actually never paid my own way to go to a conference. I am, I'm a little ashamed to say that I've never <laughs> done that. Um, I've always kind of like milked it off of whatever employer I've <laughs> with. Um, I've had some great conferences. There's, I usually find that the smaller conferences are actually better. Yeah. Uh, the, the big ones tend to be so impersonal and so like cattle herding. Um, I, I really like workshops at conferences. Yes. Um, they are exactly what you put in is what you get out. You have to be really kind of careful with sometimes with who you're around at conferences because they can be like the, the time wasters, right? Oh, that you get, sure. You, you can yeah. get into a crowd of people who like this is party time. Yeah. You know, I'm at a conference. I don't have to work. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going to, it's like the, the corner at the, at the party. Like I'm now going to corner you in this part of the room and talk your ear off. Oh, you, you have to learn how to, to get out of those. Right. You yes. have to be careful. Like, like, yeah. And how do you like gracefully extricate yourself from those conversations? Definitely. Um, but yeah, those, the, the conferencing, the, um, the workshops are great. Uh, I find that the conferences also have a really great way of kind of keying in on, on really critical ideas that are going to be pushing something forward in the near future. It, that's the whole point of a conference is a big marketing of ideas. Yes. You know. I love going to conferences. I try to do one a year, and I have paid that's my great. own way Ooh. to go. Um, I view it like... Oh, you're going to think I'm so weird. No. Um, no, why would I think that? It is kind of like a vacation. You get to no, go someplace good. cool, right? Yeah. Um, some of them are the same circle of discipline that I oh, like yeah, run yeah. with. And mm -hmm. so it can be like a little bit of old school reunion to catch up with colleagues uh, around <laughs> the country. Funny. And so um, I, I do love that aspect of it. But I'm not afraid to pay my own way for a conference. I'm not afraid to, really. It's been more, It's it's just been the funds have always been so readily available that I'm like, hey, no oh, problem. Oh, yeah, right. I wouldn't turn down free money no for problem. sure. No problem. Let's do it. <laughs> um, I need to actually get to some conferences that are outside of my discipline more, though. Um, I would love to get some insight on what are um, great conferences that are lateral, that kind of connect to the discipline mm, of change, yeah. but are, are sympathetic in that way. And maybe we'll put out a, a call to our listeners and have you chime in on what you think are some of the cool Absolutely. conferences that you're going to that you think folks who are interested in design and change and have empathy at their core might be interested in connecting with. So Yeah, let please us let us know because I want to go. Yeah, we'll see you all out there. <laughs> maybe that'll be the first one I pay my own way to. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> well, maybe it's a good time to recap. Yeah, I think so. So some of the things that came out of our conversation as it relates to 
you're going to put yourself in the driver's seat around your own professional development. Um, it's really about making sure that you are selecting the type of learning that best fits you. You spend some time thinking about what you're willing to put into it. And Absolutely. that's not just money. It's time as well. Yes. Uh, and um, if possibly that that possibly is more important than money. I know money's already it's very important, but time is a resource that you can't make more of. Oh, you Money know, you, you and I are of. both so obsessed about time. <laughs> yes. So I totally get that. And then uh, using development opportunities as a way to test and learn your way into the exploration process to see yeah. like what it is that you're really interested in. So you can start small before you make big commitments and kind of test the water. Absolutely. Little, little tests will avoid big failure in the end. Yeah, that's super. Yeah. Well, this has been a great conversation. I am always very excited to talk about stuff with you. Uh, this is hopefully very helpful to, to our audience, our listeners. Um, if there are things that you want to hear us talk about, I think now's probably a good time to oh, kind of put that call yeah. out there. That uh, if, if there's some topics you want us to tackle, um, please put it in the comments and we will we'll take them on. Um, that's all for now. Yeah, that uh, sounds great. If people want to catch our podcast, where do they go? Oh, yeah. So if you, you can catch our podcast both on iTunes Store and on Anchor. And then uh, we'll also have everything on sideorderofempathy.com. Oh, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> like that. <laughs> All right. See you all later.